Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I'm super excited to be here. I just, I feel like every time I'm at San Marcos, I'm on like the verge of something awesome. Every time I get asked to come up here and preach, so you're getting me, I, tomorrow begins an eight-day vacation for me. So I'm like pumped, ready to rock and roll, have been looking forward to this evening, excited to be here. Are you excited to be here? I need to know what kind of energy I'm dealing with tonight. That's fantastic. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of give you, usually when I preach, it's like, you know, build it up, good preaching, and then the end is like, boom. And you all know why you were here, what I was trying to preach, what the point was, and that's good, and that's fine, and that's great. But I actually want to switch it up tonight. Tonight, I want to tell you at the very beginning of this message, the goal, the mission, and the value that I want you to take out of this message. Because if I, be, I believe that if I expose you to it at first, as we're navigating through this message together, it's going to become clearer and easier for you to hear and receive. Amen? You guys willing to try it out with me? Tonight's goal is for you to leave messed up. Tonight's goal is for your perspective of God to be elevated. Tonight's goal is for your mind to be blown by the vastness, the epicness, the magnificence of the God that you and I serve. My goal for tonight is that your adoration for him goes to the next level. Wherever it is right now, there's another level of adoration for the God of heaven and earth. And tonight, my goal is for something profound to occur in your life. Something profound and memorable that captivates you. Can I tell you that tonight, if you let it be, can be a moment can be a milestone in your faith journey, whether you're here for the first time in the house of God or you've been here faithfully. Can I tell you that tonight can be as profound as you let it be? And so tonight my goal is that God would speak through me to you. And I, I just have to tell you, I've been on this journey of like geeking out about how cool God is. Has everyone ever been there? Like what in the world? Like how epic, how crazy, how big? I don't know about you, but it started for me. There's an incredible piece of scripture in the book of Job. I want to read from this. It begins in Job 38. I want you to close your eyes, okay? Just close your eyes. God comes to Job and he says, who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I don't know if God's ever told you to do that, but that's scary. Prepare yourself like a man. Come on, we got some emerge men, so we would know what to do. I will question you and you will answer me. Listen, listen. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it, upon it to what, where its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? Or who shut in the sea with doors? When it burst forth and issued from the womb, when I made the clouds its garments, when I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors, when I said, this far you may come, but no further. And here, your proud waves must stop. And I began reading this. I started imagining all of what that actually meant. It's one thing to read it. It's one thing to begin to perceive it and ask God to reveal to you what that actually means. How big that actually, the God who told the sea where it gets to stop what do you mean? Hundreds of millions of billions of gallons of water that are sitting in the ocean and they cannot go any further than the marker that God has set for it. I'm going to keep going. Are you ready? Have you commanded the morning since your days began? 
Every single day that has ever come and gone on the face of the earth has been at the command of God, has been at his command. It says this, and you've caused the dawn to know its place. So he initiates the morning and nighttime falls and dawn takes place at his command. It says, for the wicked, their light is withheld and the upraised arms is broken. Have you entered the springs of the sea? The springs of the sea? Like, where did the sea come from? It comes from a spring of the sea. You and I don't know about this stuff. Only God knows about this stuff. I don't know about you, but when I read things like this, I begin to geek out. And when I, when I say geek out, I'm like mesmerized. I'm amazed. I'm just adoration of like how big God actually is. But I fear that many Christians today are losing that power. They're losing how impactful that can and should be in their lives because it's maybe something we read in a Bible or maybe someone preaches it, but it doesn't affect our everyday life. The title of my message today is, Has It Occurred to You? When something occurs to you, it means that something has come to mind or has been newly found within the arena of your cognitive thinking. When something occurs to you, the processor in your mind has identified, captured, and has begun to effectively utilize the new piece of information in a transformational way. Typically, when this new piece of information has been identified, captured, and begin to be used, there is a moment of realization that the information that you now possess and have access to was previously unavailable or hidden. In recognizing this, you might say something like, oh, that never occurred to me. Or, oh, that did not occur to me. Did not occur to me means that when contemplating different scenarios or possibilities, that the idea, the it, did not enter into your thoughts, was not a part of your common perspective or filter, or was not easily recognizable to your existing programming. Tonight, I'm here to mess up your programming. I'm to show you the God of the Bible, his vastness, his largeness, how great he is, so that when you leave here tonight, you are profoundly impacted and you refuse and you, you cannot leave these doors, walk out of this building without a brand new profound realization of who God is. Things are about to occur to you tonight. Tonight, I want to help to bring to your mind and your spirit things that have been temporarily hidden or unavailable to you or that have been forgotten or neglected in the hustle and bustle of your life to help you find and see and know and experience more of God and to have your thoughts shift completely with the understanding of how incredible the God that we serve truly is. Let's pray. God, I thank you right now, God, that you are the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of heaven and earth. And God, tonight I remind myself exactly who it is that we're praying for. God, there is no one like you. We honor you. We praise you. We adore you. God, we acknowledge your presence here in this house, in your house in San Diego. And if you love God, you can say amen. Okay. I'm gonna... Has it occurred to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? Let me ask you that question again. Has it occurred to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? Nothing new has ever been discovered by him, but only created by him. Nothing has ever happened that was outside of his knowledge and awareness. So nothing has ever occurred to God. It has always just been to him. That's pretty cool. So I mean, let me like help you. The geeking out about how cool God is, is going to be building. You're just, I am anticipating your mind being blown because of how big he is. God is omniscient, big word. 
I did hooked on phonics when I was little. Thanks, mom. Which means he is all knowing. Everything there is to know, he knows. There is no new data or information or idea for him to find for it all exists at his command. And not only has he always known everything, but he never forgets anything. Because from the beginning of time through all of eternity, even the things that have yet to happen, he always known and always will know everything there is to know about everyone and everything. Everything there is to know about everyone and everything. Now, surely there's a big file cabinet up there and scribes and the bad angels have to write everything down so God never forgets. And maybe he's got a Blackberry. He's yet to update to an iPhone. God's definitely an iPhone user for sure. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, rile the people up. God, God, God is unable to forget because he is all knowing at all times. He's unable to lose any information. So one of the questions I want to pose throughout the evening tonight and for you to have in the back of your mind as we're navigating through this message together is have you allowed this truth to fully penetrate your mind in a way that produces awe, wonder, adoration, amazement, reverence, or honor for the God that you serve? Has it fully and truly permeated your perspective in a way that changes you forever? You won't find the word omniscient in the Bible, but you do find that God tells us in various ways that he knows everything about you and everything about me. So on that note, let's talk about me. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that old Toby Keith song. All right, sing it then, Pastor Lindsay. It's like, I want to I talk about you. I want to talk about I. I want to talk about number one. Oh, my, me, my, what I think, what I like, what I know, what I want, what I see. You guys don't know that song? I want to talk about me. Yeah. Did you know that God knows every single detail of my and your life? The geekometer is about to get turned on. Here's the thing. I know most of the things that there are to know about me. I would say truly, honestly, I believe that I know myself more than any other living human. Okay. Better than my wife, better than my mom, better than my best friends. I have an insider scoop into STIR. I have backdoor screening to STIR. I get to have all the information, all the feelings, all the emotions, all the thoughts, all the things I have access to, yes? I've got security clearance to my thoughts and emotions, but as much as I know, he knows it all. And I have found that as I've gotten older, and maybe some of you have experienced this at some point in your life, but as I've gotten older, I've had to call my mom and ask her about things that I don't remember or don't know. Okay, my mom is actually here tonight. Mom, will you stand up? I want to honor my mom. This is Denise Pyle. She's pretty awesome. Now, I didn't plan this. She's going to hate that I do this right now. So of all the things that I know about myself, God knows them all, right? But check this out. Watch this. How many ounces was I when I was born? Five pounds, one ounce. At what time was I born? 5.27 p.m. How long was I when I was born? 17 inches. How many kids do you have? Six. Do you know all that information for all of them? She does. We won't, we won't make her do it, but I know that she does. <laughs> so listen, she, know, she knows all that information about six individual lives. What about 7.35 billion? What about every human that has ever lived? It is wild. Now moms will usually have answers like that. <laughs> to reveal who you are or things you did. I I call my mom, you'll remember this. 
I called my mom. I saw one of our friends, their little baby, like sucking their thumb. I was like, that's gross. Like my kids are never going to do that. Like they're going to have a pacifier. And so I asked Marissa, I was like, were you a thumb sucker when you were a baby? And she's like, I don't know. Call my mom. So she called her mom. Her mom was like, no, you didn't suck her thumb. We're like, cool. One out of two. We're almost there. I called my mom. I was like, hey, super important, super, you know, quick. Hey, uh, did I suck my thumb when I was a kid? She's like, no, you had a pacifier like a normal human being. <laughs> I was like, amen. So two for two, genetically, our chances are good that our kids won't be thumb suckers, which is cool. But all the information and all the data that she knows, and it's amazing that she knows that, doesn't, doesn't cast a shadow on the details of the intimate data that God has on you. Has it occurred to you how intimately your God knows you? He could, off the top of his head, Recount every year, month, week, day, hour, minute, and second that I have ever lived. He knows where I was born, when I was born, who my parents were, how much I weighed, how long I was. He knows the moment, it's ingrained in his mind, the moment that I took my first breath. He could off the top of his head tell me exactly how many times my heart has successfully beated. 13 billion, 12 million, 437,012, 13. 14, 15. He could tell me off the top of off his head without even struggling or having to find out the exact amount of breaths that I have taken in my life. 13 billion, 475,074. Five. It's a lot of information for someone to know. He could at any moment reveal to you every thought, deed, action, and word that you have ever engaged in. I need, you to, I need this to, to penetrate you tonight. Has it occurred to you that the slightest and most obscure details of your life are terribly valuable to the God who crafted you? From that time that I was born to right now, he could list all of those things, the heartbeats that I've taken, the breaths that I've, that I've made. Today, I am 32 years, four months, and one week old. He knows that off the top of his head down to the microsecond. He could in vivid detail recall every action, thought, word, and deed that I've committed. In Psalm 139, it says this, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts from afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all of my ways. That's scary. For there is not a word on my tongue, Lord, but behold, you know it all together. Tonight, has it occurred to you that the God who knows it all about you, when was the last time you thought about how epic that really was? That there was a God who understood you like no other human could possibly understand you. A God, even down to the slightest, most obscure detail, has it on command. It's because you are valuable to him. You are his craftsmanship. He could list in perfect detail every single meal I have ever had. Probably be confused why there's so much Taco Bell in there. (laughs) He could tell you how many ounces of liquid I've drank in my life. How many water bottles I've opened and haven't finished. Bible says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So, amen, Pastor Samuel. And as if knowing everything that I have done since the day I was born wasn't enough, the Bible says he knew of me even before. How do you know about something before it even comes to be? How could you have a deep, intimate, accurate knowledge of something that has yet to come to pass? Tonight, I want to question you. Has it occurred to you that our God lives outside of space and time? 
that he knows every day you have ever lived, but he also knew you before you lived your very first one. The Bible teaches us this, for you, were, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance yet being unformed. And in your book, they were all written. The days you fashioned for me when as yet none of them had come to pass. Has it occurred to you how big the God that you and I serve is? When is the last time that you were just caught in admiration and reverence and awe of how big and splendid he was? Was it the last time that you were on a hike? Was it on the last time you saw a picture of the Grand Canyon? Was it the last time you saw a baby being born? Was it the last time you saw your bride walking down the aisle? When was the last time you saw God for who he really is? Because listen, he's not content for that to happen periodically through your life. He wants you to be obsessed with him. He wants you to be obsessed with how big he is, how great he is. Out of the 7.753 billion people alive on the face of the earth today, he could pick you and I out in a crowd. And that's just not the people who are alive today. Think about the number of people who have lived since Adam and Eve. You ever thought about how many grandpas you have? It's a lot of grandpas. My great, 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 great grandpa, Abraham Lincoln. Think about all of your genealogy. Think about your family of origin. That God could literally see me and trace my entire family line back to the very beginning, back to Noah, back to Adam. And you know what? It doesn't cost him any energy. He doesn't have to think about it. He doesn't have to wonder, oh, was it this person or that person? No, He can see it all because he never forgets and he can see it all. I don't know about you, but I don't think many people know who their like great, great, great grandpa was. And if you do, that's awesome. That's super cool. But you've lost track of where you came from, but God never does. Out of all those people that have ever lived, he knows them all, but he knows you and he knows me. Has it occurred to you that you are precious in his sight? Valuable beyond measure to him, important to him. His great craftsmanship. Did you know that you bring God joy? Did you know that you make God proud? Do you know that you make God happy? it, It drives me crazy how many Christians don't think about these things. They just think I'm just here to follow the rules and serve and hopefully I don't get smited and hopefully my potty mouth goes away and hopefully my wife doesn't nag me too much and they just start thinking about all these random things but they never stop and think about the God who loves them. And I don't know where this got lost because when you look into the Bible, time after time, you will recount the Israelites acknowledging how great, how vast, and how big God was. You think that God was only doing miracles back in those days? What about the ones he's doing today? What about the people he's raising from the dead today? What about the people he's healing today? What about the blind who are seeing today? What about the lame who are walking today? What about those miracles? I don't know about you, but I would be bored out of my mind if that only happened back then and wasn't for today. I'm a Christian who believes that stuff happens today. And can I tell you what? Every time that it does, you know what happens is God gets the glory he deserves. I don't know about you, but it still blows my mind that a blind person can see. I've literally seen it in front of my eyes. I went to the Philippines when I was a young man and went to a missions trip. We planted churches while we were there. Crazy things happened. And I'll never forget, I will never forget in my whole entire life, 
praying for this cute little Filipino woman, probably in her 70s. She'd been blind for decades. The whole barangay, barangay is village in the Philippines. And the whole barangay had known that this woman had been blind for all of this time. So she came up to us. There was a line of about 100 people. People were like, dude, I want it. Let's go. Let's do this. Because they're very spiritual in countries like that. They understand the spiritual realm. So they're hungry. So she came up and I had a translator. I'm like, hey, like, what's, what's going on? She's like, oh, she's blind. I'm like, oh, cool. What does she want me to pray for? Like her foot? Like she got back pain? <laughs> it's like, no, she, she believes that she can see it. I'm like, shoot. <laughs> I have to tell you the truth. I have to tell you the truth. In that moment, I was confronted with, do I believe that God is who he says he is? Do I have the faith to see this woman get healed? Or am I going to pray a half-assed prayer and just be like, well, maybe next time, darling? I can remember praying that prayer genuinely humbled. Humble God, I've, I've, read, I've read what your word says. I've heard stories, but you know what? It's time for me to see it for myself. God, I believe and I pray in faith that this woman can be healed. Her sight will be regained. God, do a miracle in Jesus' name. <laughs> and nothing happened. A few seconds go by and she starts, <gasps> she starts freaking out. She comes up closer. We get iPhone lights because there's no lights anywhere out there. And I'll never forget in that terrible lighting, watching her eyes go from gray and scaled to full of color, full of life, regaining her sight. That's the God that we serve. That's the God who's alive and well. That's the God. Has it occurred to you that he still does today what he did back then? Are you looking for him to move in your life? Or are you satisfied with what has been done? I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied. I want more. I want more. I want more. Can I tell you what? It'll mess you up. Now, anytime it's time to pray for someone for you, like, bro, I got the magic touch. Let's go. It wasn't me who healed her. It was a God who was in heaven, who was able to supernaturally send power to earth because of the faith of a dumb little 22-year-old. Listen, I need, I need your brain to shift completely. I need some things to reoccur to you. I need you. I need your relationship with God to go to the next level. I need your adoration for him to bump up. I need that dial of where your life is at. Listen, I know it's been comfortable and it's been safe and it's been secure, but God has not called you and I to be safe and secure. It's time to turn that dial and watch what he will do. Well, Pastor Sterling, that's inspiring and cute but you're talking about the great craftsmanship of God and how I make him happy and I bring him joy, but you don't know what my life has been. You don't know how I came to be. You don't know my family of origin. You don't know my story. You don't know the rejection that I have lived with my whole life. You don't know how bad I want to find purpose and meaning and value, but so far I've come up empty-handed. My friend, can I tell you that you're in this place for a reason? And tonight I want to ask you, has it occurred to you that you are not an accident? Has it occurred to you that your life has meaning and value? Has it occurred to you that you might be here for a reason and there was a God who made it so? It's time for the things of God to start occurring in this church again, in this nation again. For Christians in general, the epicness of God needs to be seen all of the time. Because if it's not, listen, I serve a God who's alive. I don't know about you. I'm not serving a God who once was. I'm serving a God who is. 
since God has known you since forever, he knows the thoughts that you have. Now, immediately, people are going to shame, condemnation, and guilt. You don't have to. Let me say that again. You don't have to. Immediately when I said that, he knows all the thoughts that I've had. The time where I thought about pushing my wife down the stairs. That's not me. I'm talking about you guys. (laughs) He knows every, like, think about how incredible that is. That there is an infinitely powerful God who is aware of every single thought that has ever gone across your brain. Why are we, why don't we geek out about that more? I don't understand. He knows all the things that you feel. The things that worry you or stress you or frustrate you or disappoint you. You know what's so incredible about God? He's so smart, amen? He's so smart that he sent Jesus to earth to endure and to feel every single emotion that you and I would feel. The pain, the suffering, the betrayal, the grief. The Bible says this, he was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. All of that so that he can more closely relate to you and I. Because listen, it wasn't enough for him to see and to know what we were going through. He had to be able to feel it himself. That's why Jesus came to experience the entire human condition, every pain, suffering, disappointment, frustration that you and I would ever feel. Do you know why? Because he says, now that I felt it, now I know how to be the cure. Now I know how to be the antidote. Now I know how to be the solution. And so if you allow God into your world in those situations and scenarios, by the way, newsflash, that's where he's perfectly made to be. He's perfectly made to be in those moments of pain. He's perfectly made to be in those moments of frustration. He's perfectly made to be in those moments of grief because he's experienced what you and I have experienced and he's overcome it. He is the antidote. He is the cure. He is the solution. There's no one like him. God is smart. Everything he does is on purpose. All of that so we can be more closely related to him. Give all of your worries and cares to God, the Bible says, for he cares about you. You, That one sentence I'm telling you right now can get you through anything. Cast all of your cares on God, for he cares about, you know what? I don't even need the beginning part. For he cares about you is all that I need. Just to know that he cares about me. But here's the thing. Even some of you right now, you're hearing this, but it's not penetrating your heart. You don't believe it. You don't actually, it hasn't actually hit your spirit and your soul. You're saying, the God of heaven and earth cares about me. But can I tell you that that's the moment where everything begins to change when you accept and believe that truth in your heart. That the God of heaven and earth cares about you. I love preaching here. Has it occurred to you that the God of the universe desires to be involved in your world? That's why the Holy Spirit was sent, by the way. The Holy Spirit's job is to be our comforter, our encourager, our friend, our helper. God so desires to be in the middle of your world that he sent the Holy Spirit so that he could be at all times and at all places. Here's what's so cool about the Holy Spirit. Anytime I'm feeling stress or frustration or disappointment, I will do three things. The first thing that I'll do is I'll acknowledge what I'm feeling with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I'm feeling a little bit stressed. I'm feeling a little bit disappointed about X, Y, and Z. Holy Spirit, I'm feeling a little bit frustrated, okay? So the first thing that I'm doing is inviting him in to the conversation because he doesn't get to come in where you don't acknowledge him. So many Christians are like, where's the Holy Spirit? And then in their time of need, they treat him like this. 
And they wonder why he doesn't come running to their aid because you've got to build that relationship with him first. So I invite him in. I say, Holy Spirit, I'm feeling stressed. The next thing that I do is I ask a question from the Holy Spirit who knows all things because he's part of the Trinity. He's part of the all omniscient God. Okay, Holy Spirit, so I'm feeling stressed. Why is it that I'm feeling stressed? Is it work? Is it stuff at home? Is it, is it one of my friends? Why, why am I feeling this stress? You know what's so beautiful is he goes, that's why. Puts his thumb on the thing. You know how much time and grief that saves me? Do you know, how, you know how quicker I get out of stuff because I just invite the Holy Spirit? I just invite God into stuff? Listen, as Christians, you have an advantage that no one else have. You have a Holy Spirit inside of you whose job is to help you. Holy Spirit, I'm feeling stressed. Hey, why am I feeling stressed? Last question, what are we going to do about this? Anytime you invite God into your life, your situation, guess what? He shows up. And you know what? Every time he shows up, it's not some weak, you know, half-ass entrance. There's power. I don't know about you, but I'm in those moments and I'm feeling those things and I'm praying those prayers. I'm asking the questions. As soon as he shows up, it's like... Let's go. And you feel great. Can I tell you that you're meant to feel that way because God is meant to be in the middle of your life, but he can only be in there if you invite him. Tonight, has it occurred to you that we do not serve a God who is removed and distant, but we serve a God who wants to be involved. Tonight, are you holding on to the cares of this world or are you releasing them to God? Are you enabling him to operate in an area of your life that he is perfectly suited to be or not? Or has it not yet occurred to you the great relief and freedom you will feel when you trade those cares in? Has it occurred to you that since he knows everything, he also knows the things that you love, the things that you enjoy, the things that bring a smile to your face, joy to your heart. And when he sees you in that moment of happiness, it makes his heart glad. He wants you to experience more of that, but he wants you to know that he knew you were going to like it. So he made it. This is where it gets really cool. I'm so over time. Pastor Samuel, I am naughty. I am so sorry. I'm just going to keep going. God knows what makes you happy. God knew one day I would love a girl named Marissa. Think about all the generations of people that had to happen to have a girl like that show up on the face of the earth. God knew that I would love Taco Bell. So he gave me a fast metabolism. Homie worked it out. He knew already. He knew that it was going to make me happy. He knew somewhere, somehow, someone was going to invent a Crunchwrap Supreme and it was going to make my day. God knew I would love nice wine, so he gave me Pastor Alex Clot. This is where it gets pretty geeky. God knew what kind of music I would like. God knows what kind of music you like. Check this out. There's a movie called The Star is Born, and the way that they describe music is it's 12 octaves with notes in between any of those 12 octaves. And you just repeat them over and over again. So think about this. Once upon a time, God invented music. He invented notes, he invented sound, he invented frequency. And then he knew that put in a specific order that one day I would be down here. By the way, he gave me ears that could perceive that sound and a brain that can register that sound was coming into those ears and that I would enjoy the sound that was coming. God created music so that you would like it. God knew one day that I would love a little dog named Benson. Our best friends have a mini Cavapoo and I want to steal him. Like legitimately, I want to actually steal him. He's the cutest little dog. But think about all of the wolves that had to be like domesticated 
to make this tiny little fluffy dog. God was like, I'm going to do it. He wants to, he loves that dog. He loves that puppy. It's going to make him happy. Can I tell you that there's nothing that God won't do and there's no desire of your heart he won't give you. There's no dream that he won't let you explore. There's no vision that he won't let you see accomplished because it makes him happy when you're happy. That's not hard to understand. Has it occurred to you that God cares about your life? Really, has it occurred to you that God cares about my life, has vested interests in my life? that he wants to give you the desires of your heart, that he wants to bless you? Do you know that he wants to bless you? Like, you can hear that, but does it register? Do you believe it? That he wants to bless you, that he wants to see your life go well, that he wants to see you flourish, that he wants to see you grow, that he has plans to prosper you and not to hurt you. Love everyone, stand up to their feet, please. Has it occurred to you tonight that with all God knows about you, that all he truly wants is for you to know him. All he wants is for you to know his character, his love, his peace, his strength, his kindness, his goodness, his grace, his mercy. Can I tell you that that's, that's really what God's in it for? He wants you to know him the way that he knows you. He wants you to love him the way that he loves you. Has it occurred to you that the God who sees it all, hears it all, knows it all, that there is no greater desire in his heart than for him, for you to know your creator, to experience him, to learn him and to love him. And I have to tell you, the more you dive into him, the easier it is to love him, learn him, understand him, relate with him, commune with him. For those of you tonight in the room who have yet to begin this journey of the great God that we serve, the magnificent, the incredible, the large, the, the loving, the caring, the kind. If you're in this room tonight, I just want everyone to close their eyes. If you're in this room tonight, let this be day one of these things occurring to you in a way that makes sense to you. For a long time, I think preachers preached in a way that it just made sense to them. You know what? The God of heaven and earth can make sense to you in a way that makes sense to you. He can relate to you in a way that you relate to him. He can reveal himself in a way that you'll see him, hear him, and love him. So if you're in the room tonight, I'm going to ask a very important question after. I want to read through a few things. But if you're in the room tonight and you've already said yes to Jesus, you would call yourself a Christian, you would call yourself a believer, this is a reminder. The Lord has sent me here tonight to remind you of how great he is. We do not serve a God who is small. We serve a God who is infinitely large. We do not serve a God who conceals and hides himself, making it difficult to see, hear, or know him. Instead, we serve a God who reveals himself to us in wondrous ways. Tonight, we do not serve a God who once was. We serve a God who is and will forever be. Tonight, we do not serve a God who is unaware of what is going on in your lives. No, the exact opposite. He's intimately aware of every single detail. Tonight, we do not serve a God who is boring and mundane. Can I get a yeehaw? yeehaw. We serve a God who is extravagant and fun. By the way, he invented fun. It was his idea. Tonight, we do not serve a God that despises us. We serve a God who loves us beyond measure. Tonight, we do not serve a God who spews lies and falsities. We serve a God who is the truth. Tonight, we do not serve a God who is out there to hurt us. We serve a God who is here to heal us. 
Tonight we do not serve a God who is limited, we serve a God who is unlimited. Tonight we do not serve a God who is powerless, we serve a God who is powerful. We do not serve a God who is unable, we serve a God who is able. Tonight we do not serve a God who wants to keep us in poverty, but we serve a God who wants to bring us into prosperity. Tonight we do not, we serve a God who wants to be separated us from us. We serve a God who gave the ultimate sacrifice so that he could be with us forever. With every head bowed and eyes closed in this place, I'm, I, I'm gonna ask the people, the first group of people, you have yet to say yes to this journey. Tonight your eyes are being opened. Hopefully you're, you're compelled, you're inspired, you're, you're, you're seeing what this is all about. Can I tell you that there's more for you? The moment you say yes to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit fills you and your whole world begins to change. There's nothing like it. If you're in the room tonight, I wanna to ask you very clearly, if right now you would not call yourself a Christian, a believer, you don't know the God that we're talking about. Listen, it's time, friend, it's time. It's time to begin to know the God who just wants to know you. It's time to begin to love the God who just wants to love you. His arms are open to you tonight. He wants to reveal himself to you in ways that are gonna blow your mind. If that's you tonight and you wanna become a Christian, you wanna say yes to Jesus, I want you to raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand right now. Yeah, super cool, man. Yeah, super awesome. Yes, very cool. Awesome. Good job, young man. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yep, I see you up there. Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, let's give these people a round of applause. Listen, this is just the beginning. This is just the starting point. Let this be a milestone in your faith. Listen, I'm never going to get tired of learning about him, loving him, geeking out about him, whatever you want to call that. There's plenty of them left to know and to learn and to love. If you're the second group of people tonight, if you're a Christian and a believer, but you know what? It's time for your perspective, your filter. It's time for your mind to begin to change. It's time for the things that used to blow you away, they need to blow your mind again. The reverence that you used to have, it needs to come back in your heart. The honor that you used to have for how big God is needs to fill your life again. If that's you, I just wanna pray for you tonight. I believe there's many Christians where it's time to double down and fall in love with your true love again. God, I thank you right now for every believer in this room, every Christian in this room. God, we thank you that you are a God who is not small but large, a God who is powerful, a God who is unlimited, a God who sees us, knows us, and loves us. God, I thank you, God, that we are the apple of your eye, the joy of your heart, your greatest creation. And so God, there's nothing in heaven or hell that you wouldn't move to help us. God, there's nothing in heaven or hell that you wouldn't move to see us win, to see us flourish, to see us prosper. And so God, tonight in your house, as your people, we honor you, we worship you, we praise you. God, we acknowledge you for who you are. We pray that you would continue to blow our minds over and over again. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now. Bye for now.